are experiencing a new way of work from our once comfortable world of ergonomic workstations and in-office baristas to a daily wardrobe of regular and business casual pajamas. With 61% of Canadians working from home, we're seeing a new set of challenges facing employers and their workforce. And that's what we're talking about today. I'm Jeff Livingston, and welcome to ADP Canada's Insights at Work podcast. This is the podcast that looks at what's happening in the HR world, takes your questions, and studies the research to help HR experts move forward. It's prepared by HR experts for HR experts. So let's dive in. Today, we're answering questions from listeners who have found themselves suddenly working from home due to the global COVID-19 pandemic. Our guest joins us today from Calgary, Alberta, with more than 20 years of HR experience. She is currently responsible for looking after the daily HR needs of some of ADP's largest comprehensive services clients. Let's welcome to the podcast, Anne Buckingham. Thanks for coming on the show, Anne. Hi, Jeff. It's always terrific to be with you. So it's my pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. Oh, you're welcome. So like everybody else, we're adapting to a work from home situation. We're each recording ourselves at our houses today rather than doing in the office. And how are you holding up? You know, I'm, I've been doing okay, uh, just adjusting like everyone else. Uh, these past five weeks or so, uh, working with several of my HR clients, uh, obviously in a virtual format, um, it's been amazing to see just how resilient and adaptive organizations and people can be when facing the scale of all of this uncertainty and all these new ways of working together. Absolutely. For me, it's been great to see just how adaptive we're all being. And I think that's why today's topic about supporting a workplace, especially a remote workplace, is so relevant. Yeah, and, and you know what? When when it's implemented and supported correctly, I'm a big fan of working remotely. When I first started out in HR, uh, many, many years ago, um, I never even imagined or contemplated in my professional lifetime the entire world would face a pandemic that necessitated such a shift to remote work all at once. And there's, there's no doubt this COVID-19 virus has changed things dramatically. And some of that could even, you know, become pun. We'll say though that with uh, probably thousands of clients we support from a payroll and HR perspective, we've certainly found that some have been much better prepared than others to take on this new challenge. So, and how have you had to adopt any new ways of working during this pandemic? Um, fortunately for me, there was not too much of a change. I'm home shored in my position anyway, but I certainly do miss the one or two days a week that I would go into the city and connect with my clients. And uh, yeah, that, that's been a change for me for sure. So we're seeing new ways of working and companies are facing it head on in different ways and with different levels of HR resources. And I think that's why ADP Canada, supported by Angus Reid, decided to launch a series of workplace insight studies to explore the impact of COVID-19 on the Canadian worker and their workplace. The first study focused on safety mm -hmm. in the workplace 
and it found that 80% of Canadian workers felt their workplace had taken all of the necessary precautions to protect them from COVID-19. And what best practices have you seen taken by employers in regards to health and safety that you could share with our listeners? Mm, great question, Jeff. It's certainly encouraging that organizations have been treating this really seriously um, and taking measures to protect their employees. And that in general, employees are feeling safe. I mean, whether they're going to work into work or whether they're working remotely. And when we look at the study, it showed that 58% of the respondents indicated that their workplace is encouraging physical distancing and 56% increasing the sanitization and cleaning of workspaces. However, it's, it's interesting that when you look at that survey, one quarter of frontline workers still feel unsafe. And that tells me we've still got some ways to go. And it's important to note that there's a variety of different workplaces that each of us are experiencing, and they all have their own individual challenges. So some are interacting with teams, some are in office buildings, some of them are in retail or frontline facing the public every day. Um, and some of us are, are working remotely from home. So regardless of where we find our staff, there are some core guidelines that still should still be followed, like continually reinforcing the messaging around personal hygiene and washing hands, practicing that social distancing, and whenever possible, always encourage staff to stay at home. Um, you could even consider maybe adjusting hours or schedules to avoid, if possible, having your employees take public transport at peak times. And let's not forget those who may not always raise their hands to indicate that they live with an invisible medical condition. Um, if you're considering your workforce, it's important to recognize those who may be immune compromised. After all, it's an employer that has a duty to accommodate to the point of undue hardship, regardless of a virus or not. That's a good point about those invisible medical conditions we're probably seeing incredibly high levels of anxiety outside of maintaining a physically safe and healthy environment. What are those best in class tactics that you're seeing that address a worker's mental health? Yeah, the disruptive events like this pandemic um, can and will cause employees to worry about the unknowns. And I also think it's indicative of the longer it goes on, those, those stress levels and anxiety could increase and may just require professional support. So this is where your um, employee assistance program or EAP, this comes into force for with counseling resources covering not only health and wellness, but also financial guidelines. So during this sort of COVID-19 pandemic, we've definitely seen benefits and EAP providers increasing their staff and adding more virtual uh, resources, like maybe even a telemedicine offering for employees. And if you have access to maybe health coaching benefits, concierge services, or other internal support staff, remind your employees of those um, facilities and resources as well. And if you don't have an EAP provider, then ex maybe explore them with your benefits provider um, themselves, or it could even be your payroll and HR services provider. And don't forget that depending on the situation, some or all of your workforce might need time off or accommodating for some of their alternative working options too. As we're moving to what seems like a new normal, what activity have you seen with your clients 
business planning in terms of integrating their employees back into the workforce when restrictions begin to slowly lift? It looks like um, the Canadian businesses, for sure, has done a good job supporting their workforce for what's happening now. Uh, for what I've seen, the leadership teams are just now laying plans for workers to return to the office. I've seen changes to workspace configurations to allow for more distance between employees. I've seen creative floor markings around the office for high traffic areas like the sure. kitchens or even the water cooler. And and then when where space is limited, um, there's flexible schedules for employees with their hours or being in the office so that it limits the number of people in the location at any time. Sounds like some great takeaways for our listeners to consider taking back to their leadership team. Now, we receive questions all of the time and keeping a focus on today's theme of workplace safety. Are you ready for a few of them? Absolutely. What have you got for me, Jeff? Okay, let's kick things off with a very interesting question from Shannon in Edmonton, Alberta. Now, this question brings me back to that ADP Angus Reid study that we referenced earlier. That survey indicated that over 40% of frontline workers felt pressured to go into work during COVID-19. Here's Shannon's question. From an occupational health and safety stance, should employers be expected to have employees work at home commentary about the fact that, you know, we are going to be starting to be able to open up, but the government has still mandated certain non-essential businesses to close and organizations are finding these different ways to manage their employee activities with their social distancing. But most commonly employers are choosing to have employees to work from home as this will have the greatest effect in reducing the risk for employees and the business. Great. Here's another question. This one's from Albina in Mississauga. And Albina asks, once employees return to work after being diagnosed with COVID-19, what are the employer's obligations to the recovered employees' co-workers? Mm, thanks for that question, Albina. Um, uh, providing an employee who previously identified as being diagnosed diagnosed with uh, COVID has no further symptoms, and then they met the recommended sort of quarantine or isolation guidelines, there should be no cause for concern here at all. The only thing to make sure as well is if there was any employee that worked in close proximity to the individual, that they too should also have been advised to quarantine. Um, and then, and please also respect that the identity of any affected individual should not be shared to the rest of the workforce. Uh, we recommend that you take steps to reiterate for all of those returning to work that they need to remain vigilant for symptoms and just continue to practice good hygiene. Okay, here's a good question from Sophie in Salmon Arm. How should you navigate employee concerns if they think it's not safe to return to work? This isn't an uncommon question, Sophie. Um, employers have a positive obligation to take reasonable care in the circumstances to protect the health and safety of employees. So where an employee has reason to believe that there is a dangerous condition, the employee may refuse to attend work or perform certain duties. So if the refusal is reasonable, it will depend upon individual circumstances. But the employer must respond and will likely include an investigation into the concerns and, if appropriate, adopt some measures to eliminate or reduce the danger. You cannot dismiss, discipline or intimidate an employee for properly exercising health and safety. 
And so an employer may be justified in imposing discipline if the work refusal has been exercised bad faith, but employer, I would consider you consult your legal counsel under those circumstances. Okay, here's a question from Jennifer in Richmond, BC. Jennifer asks, what should an employer do if they have a positive case of COVID-19? Mm. Any employee that um, has that positive case should definitely not be permitted to return to the workplace until they're free of that virus, um, as well as those employees that have been in close proximi proximity. They should also be removed for at least that 14-day period to ensure the infection doesn't spread. But what constitutes as closely will depend on the workplace and the nature of the interactions between the employees. But just as an employer, just err on the side of caution. Um, and just remember that the actual responsibility um, is with the medical professions um, to who receive the diagnosis uh, to do any of the reporting. So there's nothing required of you in that regard. Uh, here's a quick question from Heather in Southampton. Heather asks, what should an employer do if they suspect a fellow employee is not being honest with them about having the COVID-19 virus or if they were tested and they're claiming that their results came back clear. Well, Jennifer, you know, most of us are taking as many precautions as possible to stay safe, and this could certainly happen. Um, it's important to recognize that employees are not obliged to declare or provide any medical documentation. Um, so if they are working and there is suspicion, just enforce them staying at home until they're clear of those symptoms. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to give this last question to Sean in Calgary. It's a great question, especially now that the weather's begun to warm up for the most of us. Sean is asking if you would recommend employers to encourage their staff taking vacation time now. Mm, I definitely would. Um, with the better weather, it's great to get out and enjoy our beautiful countryside. So it will help employees to mentally recharge. Um, or they could even just take a day doing some yard work. It's very rewarding, especially now here in Calgary that our snow was finally gone. <laughs> and it will help your business too with their time off liability. We've seen businesses reporting that time off has fallen by nearly 70% in the last couple of months. And so it means you'll be carrying a higher liability on your balance sheet. And it may not help you juggle workloads later in the year if employees have too much paid time off that's been accrued. So it's a win-win. So I definitely encourage people to get out and get that fresh air and, and take some time off. Thanks for answering with some really great responses today, Anne. As mentioned, my guest today has been Anne Buckingham, one of ADP Canada's very own executive relationship managers. And getting to chat with you has been an absolute treat. And thanks to the listeners who wrote us with their questions. Now, we want to know your questions. Send us an email with your workplace challenge and how we can help. Feel free to reach out to us at adpcanada underscore events at adp.com. On our next episode, we'll be talking with another HR expert again about today's most important HR issues. I'm Jeff Livingston, today alongside a delightful Ann Buckingham. Thanks for listening. We'll see you soon on our next episode of ADP's Insights at Work. <laughs>